Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Welcome, Level Up listeners. This is Dr. Leland. How are you doing today, everyone listening? Today, I have a very special student of mine recently. Her name is... Introduce yourself. Hi there. <laughs> I am Jessica Gabrielson. Uh, very nice to meet you all. <laughs> I'm uh, sure my voice uh, sounds quite peculiar here. No, it's uh, amazing. I'm 26 years old. I'm a business student and I love learning. So you love learning. That's great. That's why you're a student, right? Um, now exactly. tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey being a student so far. How, like, how did you become a student? I became a student. So I was at a really low place in my life. I was struggling really hard uh, with bipolar disorder, bills, and health issues. I kind of needed something new, needed something different in my life, and no one in my family has ever graduated from college, so I really wanted to go back to school. I have a lot of really crazy business ideas, and my dad's always told me, you know, that I... (laughs) should be an entrepreneur, and I really wanted to be taken seriously in my field, so I wanted to get a degree, and so here I am, going back to school, and I can't wait to graduate. (laughs) That's true. I can't wait for you to graduate. That's my goal, to get you to graduation. Now, so far, this is the first time that you've gone back to school. How has your experience meet your expectations of like what is it like to be at school you know because obviously we're not right off of high school it's something different and it's something that you really are passionate about getting and having you in my class for the last four four weeks really five weeks four and a half weeks you've always been on time you're so dedicated even when you're sick you're still coming in I'm sick you know like what actually kind of gets you there like what inspires you to get there What motivates me most is my grandparents, before they passed away, they really wanted me to have a higher education. It was really important for them to have a college graduate in the family, Um, since unfortunately none of their children graduated. No one in my family has graduated from college um, before. So that's what inspires me mainly. And then my best friend a couple of years ago passed away, and... Right before he passed, we were actually going to school at the same time, and I, I ended up dropping out of nursing school because of it. But he always wanted me to graduate. We always planned on walking stage together. And so my inspiration is once I graduate, hope I'm not really sure if I do get to walk stage, but I'm going to celebrate you know, with his ashes and spread his ashes that day, I think. Oh, is finally what I'm going to do. That is actually very heartwarming. 
But I know he's there in spirit. When you graduate, he's like celebration. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not an A on anything. He is up there, and he's like, "Yeah, Jess, right? You did it. I'm there too. Okay. Do you have any significant other, relatives, friend, or a pet who's especially important to you? That when your time of need, sometimes you know we're human, we break down and. There's times not just being sick, but mentally you're just like exhausted. You just feel like giving up. I know your goal is to graduate, but there's days where you're like, "Oh, this is just too much." Like, is there a special something or someone that kind of keeps you going? Yeah, um, actually, I so I have two chihuahuas. Uh, one's a Chipincher and one's a Chihuini. So I've got Tech Nine and Noodle. And one is 12 years old, one is three years old, and they warm my heart every day, oh. every morning. Actually, even this morning when we went on our morning walk, uh, <laughs> they just fall around. They just make me super happy. Um, and I do have uh, my boyfriend right now. Um, he he's just he works a lot, so I don't really get to see him as much. So the dogs is a huge help. <laughs> yeah, mentally, emotionally, sometimes you know, like you complain about them, but then when you're like needing that unconditional love that doesn't want anything from you, you're like, okay, give me a hug, just give me a hug real quick, you know? Like I have four, so I'm like, okay, which one should I hug first? And then they're all jealous at the same time. Oh, uh, I know, jealousy is real. <laughs> I know. I was like, man, I'm glad you're not human being. Let me tell you, you won't keep a relationship for sure. What accomplishments or challenges have you had in your journey getting here? Obviously, you told me about you know your health, also with your best friend. Life will always have challenges for us. Sometimes more than what we want or need at that moment, right? How do you cope with those challenges to like take a break for a moment and then move forward? It's complicated. Uh, I do find that relying on having friends and being all of the tools provided for me in my last course have really helped me, especially knowing my learning style. And I, I've struggled with managing having roommates and them moving in and out, all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of challenges with my home life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've managed to cope with that pretty well using like the tools provided in class do struggle managing time sometimes, but I do stay pretty punctual in my classes. I like to show up early, you know, stuff like that. I can definitely speak for that because <laughs> I'm usually there like 40 minutes early and 30 minutes on the dot. You're there. I'm like, what? Jess is already here or, oh, Jess is not here today. So that's why when I don't see you in class, like 15 minutes early, I'm like, something happening different. Yeah. Like I, she's here every day early. What is going on? You know? So that's kind of anomaly, you know, I'm like, where's Jess? Now, how has the recent COVID-19 pandemic affected your life? Oh my gosh, it has, it actually affected my life quite a bit. I actually had COVID four times. Oh, it was horrible. You can't move your body. You can't do anything. I actually ended up losing my apartment and my job because of COVID because I couldn't work. So I couldn't pay my rent. 
And so my landlord kicked me out in the middle of the pandemic. It was absolutely ridiculous trying to even find a new house. So I had to move in with my boyfriend, which I don't, I don't like doing exactly. I wasn't exactly ready for a relationship in which I lived with the person at the time, but it actually worked out. We work really well together. I cook and clean and he works and I go to school. <laughs> so it works out really well. Well, he's not home, right? So you have the place so, so to it, yourself. It affects me a lot with money. Um, and I never, I never got, uh, I never got a stimulus check though. Like everybody else did for some reason. And yeah, That's I've been trying weird. to figure that out for months almost years at this point yeah I'm like what is happening that could have saved you in your apartment oh it would have been I would have loved that yeah and I think sometimes I, I really believe that we learn so much from our hardships and my mom has immune deficiency issue. She has lupus. So she had COVID four times. The very original look, then all the other alternatives. And she has shots and she's just down for the count. Right now, she has another infection that she's going through. And life is just sometimes hard. And yeah. how, I just can't imagine how resilient you are going through your own issues and still wanting to be like, okay, I'm still going to graduate. I'm still going to this. And you're committed to it. So like, what is your favorite thing about being a student? I guess the commitment, to be honest, it makes me feel like I have a purpose going back to school. And um, my best friend, actually. So yesterday she graduated college. Okay. We've been best friends for 20 years. And it really inspired me to just buckle down. Yep, I'm going to hit my next courses. I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to get straight A's. I'm going to graduate. And it makes me feel really good to be a student. I, I love learning. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. And especially with the online class, I almost feel like it's more personal with other students because you get to interact with each other. And in, like, if you go to in-class, you don't really interact with other students as much, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I force you guys. A lot of people. Yeah, I'm like, I force you guys to interact. <laughs> um, that's true. Some, <laughs> sometimes you do click with one or two people and you don't really talk to the rest of the, you know, 20 something, whatever, hundred something people in that class. One thing though, is when I was an on ground teacher, I feel like eons ago, but it wasn't, it was just like last year. What I actually do online, what you see is I do the same thing on ground. I put them in groups and make them switch around groups again and they hate it. And I'm like, but you need to know your people, you know what I mean? And actually build friendships from there, you know? So that's actually really good. Your commitment. Now, um, I'm, I'm assuming this is a different best friend that you're going like saying, Hey, you graduated, right? So you have a lot of best friends that you're, you're committed to. That's great because it's a wonderful relationship. And like you said, you're looking through that and you're like, I want to graduate too. It's going to be my turn soon. Yeah. Right. Yes, definitely. Now from the subject, from the last class that you've taken, 
what is like the favorite concept that you have, like other than the learning style, obviously that was really important to you. That's my favorite. Yeah. And locus of control as well, because it, it helps me prioritize really what I should be mainly focusing on. Mm. Um, another subject that I really like as well. Oh, you know what I really do enjoy is the career toolbox. I was exploring that a lot yesterday. It, I really like how interactive the courses are and the teachers are with helping find the exact career that you're looking for. Right? Isn't that amazing? Because at the end of the day, you're a student because you want to do better for yourself, to get a better job, right? And so they really connect that very well. So I, I, I really like that. What is the most challenging thing for you in the classroom? Challenging for me is sometimes I struggle with staying focused, especially say it was a history class. I have this thing where <laughs> if people start talking about particular names and dates I just get completely bored and then I'll start doodling or you know and it, I have a trouble staying focused especially because I'm one of those people that reads ahead I'll study the, the next day's course before just so I'm prepared and so that's what I struggle with is staying focused on the main idea and then I'll miss something like I'll be like oh I already know this and I'll miss like just one particular specific detail and it'll just throw me off. <laughs> yeah. Lucky for us, I'm not a historian buff. So you'll never have me as a teacher for history. For sure. It will be all business like finance, economics, you know, entrepreneurship, leadership, all of those I can teach. History, mm, not so much, right? Subject. Yeah, like it's, you have to be like, I have, I know a friend who loves to teach history and, you know, she really loves it and she's very animated, which is great because she's an elementary teacher and she's also a professor. So she could really like put some bubble and some bump on that class, you know, like to make it very inspiring. But like, this is the president of the United, like I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So that history is your like particularly challenging class. What's your most favorite? Like if you ever had before in high school or anything like that, like what is your favorite, even in college? Math. Math. Okay. What about, what about it? What What about it that you like? Um, math, I'm just really good at numbers. I don't know why. It's always been my strongest subject. I can, actually, all of my ex-boyfriends hate me for this. I can remember people's social security numbers if I hear them, like, out loud. Mm. I, I just, numbers come to me very easily. I remember everyone's phone number by heart. I love multiplication i'm a nerd <laughs> i love it nerds are good what are you talking about it's awesome yeah, it's 2022. seriously <laughs> we're we're ruling the world okay like you know i i actually you're right though there's a stigma like i i need to wear glasses by the way and i don't wear them right and i'm like oh me too I, and i'm squinting and my husband's like you know you have five glasses right i'm like yeah but i don't want to look like a nerd and my husband's like but you 
are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to hide? You know, one of these days you just can't see. You're going to have to be without glasses. I'm like, I look like a librarian. Like, no, you know? And he's like, yeah, it's called getting older. You know, I feel like it makes yeah, yeah, and that's why he's like, you're gonna have to, to accept that. I'm like, oh man, one of these days. Not today, though. Not today. That's what I would say. What What do you think professors should do in order to keep students like yourself engaged in the classroom? Like, what kind of tips can you provide? I think what you said about your friend being more animated, definitely. Um, I really like the teacher. What helps me a lot is the engaging with other students like we were talking about earlier. Um, tips that I could provide for teachers, keep it interesting. The activities that um, like you do in the beginning of courses and stuff like that, to keep people engaged, incorporate activities in each course to where you're not just sitting there listening, you're actually interacting with each other and and stuff like that yeah, yeah I, my class is definitely not boring for sure I, oh, definitely. I I do some random trivia and I'm like wait I didn't even know about this what is this you know like I learn from it by adding my own activity and I think it's something that you can do not necessarily like right like when your class starts and then they start talking about you know financials or like economics and i'm like okay yeah. ease me through i just had lunch like ease me through this conversation jump straight into okay we're going hardcore right now yeah we play a lot in our class don't we but we we manage to really learn what we need to learn right exactly and especially when professors engage themselves as well Instead of just stepping back and letting the student decide for themselves what they're doing, instead of answering questions, if a, if a student, hey, I didn't know what kind of answer you're looking for on this question, instead of this teacher just being like, well, give me your best bet, let's see what you got. <laughs> you're right some professors are like that for me I know exactly like I, I teach quite a bit of classes so I know exactly what I want from you that is habit forming when I'm teaching a class I always think okay what can I do to show the students all of this theory but I want it to be habit forming so that they can create a good habit not only for studying but something that has transferable skills and I'm hoping that I I actually put that in the class that you had. Like, you had transferable skills that, that you got from the class. Oh, definitely. Okay. What would you like your teachers or your classmates to know about you that's relatable to their own experience? I mean, I'm kind of an open book. So, something that I would like people to know about me is I'm really into creative writing. I have eight journals <laughs> that I write in daily. It's kind of a therapy thing, actually. My my old therapist, she got me really into journaling. And so I write short stories. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting little fun fact about me, I guess. Wow, writing, okay. I don't, well, I used to do journals, and then I got bored. 
So then I do um, agendas now with all my schedule. And then I'm scared because when I'm looking at my agenda, I'm like, how am I going to do these things? And I'm thinking, wait, I've been doing these things. You know what I mean? But then I'm scared. And my, my daughters and my husband's like, you don't have time for this and this and this. I'm like, no, no. I put you in my calendar, on my agenda, and then we will yeah. have time, you know? Because I think I'm really taking this being intentional to the next level. So that's something yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. I always tell you guys, be intentional, right? In class, if you want to be successful, be intentional on the steps on how to be successful, right? Now, how do you stay inspired to do well in your classes, especially on the days that you were sick and you're like, oh, no, I have two days of not being in class and I have to keep up with the classwork. Like, what kind of tips would you provide your fellow classmates on staying inspired to do well in classes when you're sick or you're off your game? I'd say focus on time management. I knew that at least at some point during the day, even when I was sick, that I would be able to get up, at least get a glass of water, do something like that. And so I gave myself a time frame. You've got 24 hours in the day. I can spend two hours focusing on this. I don't feel good. I can still give myself a two-hour time frame each day to look into something that I need to get done look at my homework. And so I didn't prioritize exactly what two hours I was going to spend. I just knew that once I felt better, that I would have two hours during the day, if that makes sense. Even even when I had COVID, I was taking, I can't remember what course that was. I was taking a course it was, it was just a Google course. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Google courses that they have, but they're free little online classes. Mm-hmm. I think it was something about coding. But you, it was very punctual. You actually had to be there. Mm-hmm. And I even had COVID. Okay, I can sleep for this amount of time. I'll wake up. I'll give myself 15 minutes to wake up. I'll be there. And then I can sleep the rest of the time. And you just, time management is a huge thing. That's a good tool. Especially in college. Yeah, and you're intentional. You're really intentional. You're like, I don't care which two hours, but I'm going to block two hours for my homework. So you're being intentional on what you want to accomplish for that day. So that's a great way of looking at things when you want something done, right? Now, if I could remove all barriers, any type of constraints, like money, people that would help you or anything like that, what project would you create and like call it your passion project? Like what would what would you create? When you say project now, do you mean something that I have always wanted to do? Yep. Because that would definitely be opening my own five-star hotel and it be based around hospitality and five-star dining mainly because my dad you know owns restaurants so I love food (laughs) (laughs) me too I'm gonna be at that restaurant for sure now what you, you told me that your dad inspired you to actually kind of do that but what would make your hotel different than other five-star hotel, five hotel out there? I would want it to be a five-star hotel that's affordable to everybody. Because growing up, it, I got made fun of a lot because not a lot of the kids 
at my high school or really in my entire hometown had the opportunities that I had because my parents were on the wealthier side. And so I'd get made fun of because we'd go to these really nice destinations and my friends couldn't afford it. So we kind of got made fun of for being wealthy. And so I would want a five-star hotel that everyone can afford. I'd want it to be affordable. I'd want my employees to be paid extremely well. I, yeah. yeah That's actually want, pretty I'd, good. Absolutely affordable for everyone. That's actually, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to be in that hotel because then I can be afforded on my teacher's salary, right? (laughs) Uh, For sure. Now, actually, that just made me think, you know, when people said, you know, Elon, I think, even said, like, you don't need education to be wealthy. And your family has proven that, that you don't need education. Like you said, you'll be the first in your family to have education. So you don't need education to be wealthy. Why are you going back to school and what would education mean to you personally? It's important to me because I want to be taken seriously in my field. As a woman, it's a lot harder um, to be taken seriously in the business industry. So that is my main goal. I would like to have a degree and be able to back up my self, I guess. And also the tools that you learn, like, hello, you learn your learning style in my class. Like, you know, like that's something. Just learn that from the street. I mean, you can, but it's helping me because I'm more of an intellectual person than just being able to just pick it up on the go. Yeah, Yeah, I see. Yeah, so you do learn a lot. And sometimes, too, we've done the process so many times, but we don't have the name for it. And then you take a class and you're like, oh, I've done that already. Wait, there's a name for that? You know what I mean? Like you're curious because I think you and I hit it off when I said, hey, my husband used to think that I'm a squirrel. I'm like, hey, my boyfriend does the same thing, you know? And I'm like, oh, I think we're the same. So we, you know, we took the, the, I knew who I was, but I was trying to take the, the, the test also just to prove like I am, I think this way. And it did. And we did connect through that. So that's kind of cool. What makes you feel inspired on a daily basis? I know that you said you're going through rough times right now. Like, what would be something that just kind of gets you going? Whether you're sick, you're happy, you're sad. So, August of last year, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. And uh, they gave me 30 days to live. And I'm still here. And it is almost July of 2022. So that inspires me every day. I never know if I'm going to wake up and have a seizure or wake up and have a stroke. I don't. Is an inspiring moment for me. Yeah, I. that's a lot, right? Like when you're told you're going to die in 30 days. And when you said that actually in class, I wanted to cry so hard because I've gone through that situation where someone tells me, you have until December or you'll die. And I look at my two kids and they're so young at that time. And I'm like, great. They're not going to grow up without a mom. You know what I mean? Like all that thoughts that goes in your head. And for you having, you know, having brain cancer and getting told 30 days, did you lose your spirit? Did you like, what was your first thing? Oh my gosh. That was, it was so hard. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. I couldn't use my hands. 
I was constantly having seizures. I couldn't even get myself to the bathroom. My boyfriend had to carry me like to and from the bathroom. I was pale. I, w I was almost blue from the radiation that they were giving me. And it was a struggle. I, I felt very defeated. But there was one day that I woke up and I was so tired and I just, I was about to give up and I had this dream about my grandma and she told me not to give up and I chose that day not to die and I've been doing really good ever since. I finished all 12 rounds of my chemo. I lost, I lost a lot of hair. There's, um, you know, some, uh, bald patches and whatnot, <laughs> but I make it work, and I just live every day as if I'm dying, and I feel great now. Um, I haven't had a seizure, I don't think, in about three days, so that's good, and I've got all my friends um, as a support system. Everybody helps me. Um, there are days where I can't move my hands, which is uh, an interesting attribute. I've actually had to have my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, no, that's not how you spell that. I'm like, type it this way. <laughs> Sometimes. Wow. He's a keeper. I just want you to know, and I'm going to throw it out there. He's a keeper. You know, he okay. hasn't left your side. He's there. He's committed. He's definitely a keeper. And I'm so glad that you're here talking to me right now and inspiring others. Like, I don't want to cry right now. My, 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 I know my eyeshadow is actually perfectly done. So I'm like, I can't cry right now. Okay? <laughs> okay. But my youngest daughter cried last week when we found out one of her best friend from a previous school, uh, she died. She's 14. Um, she died from brain tumor. Um, her birthday, I think is this week and um. she hasn't lived a life and, and my daughter can't process the thought of like I think she's thinking like what if I lose my parents yeah and you know she's so young and we're her support system and I'm going through that too and I really love what you said I live my day every day as if I'm gonna die and I think when you we have that type of attitude and we don't take life for granted we're more intentional on every action that we do because we want it to impact something, someone, or ourselves. Right? Exactly. And I really love that. And I take that to heart. I went through that same, not as as drastic as yours, but kind of similar path. And I think I stopped caring what people say at that point. I was like 80 pounds. I was bones. <laughs> And my five-year-old was bigger than me. And it's like, you know, you go through medicine and chemo and it's like you just lose every hope you got. And for me, I look at my kids, I'm like, I don't want anyone raising my children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to fight for it and see what life has to offer. And and we're both here. And I really wish that you will stay healthy for until graduation. I will, when you walk, I will be there. My, uh, my tumors have shrunk by 33%. That's good. That's good. Um, it's, it's really good news. Unfortunately, my oncologist actually just got diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh. So 
Yeah, so I got to change on apologist. Feel terrible for him and his family. There's uh, MDM. Um, I think my husband said that because my mother-in-law is some cancer going on right now too. But MDM Anderson in Texas. MDM. MD Imaging. Yeah, I is think. That- I think they're the MDM Anderson or something like that is the best cancer center right now in the whole entire U.S. I don't know if it's the world, but U.S. for sure. Maybe check them out. Yeah, check them out because they're they're good options, and I believe their care is top-notch. They see people as people, not money, because it, it can get costly. Yeah. No, you should see my medical bills. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. because Medi-Cal- Yeah. They don't cover CT brain scans. They don't cover chemo. They don't cover radiation. Nothing. Yeah. I got one lab result was $39,000. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's it's just our... I'm 26 years old. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even have a job right now. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. I- I just do a series of odd jobs yeah. so I can buy dog food and feed my shoe shopping addiction. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't really know what to tell you with that. That's very inspirational for you to stay positive. Even laugh with me, you know, when you're going through that and seeing you in class, like even if you didn't tell me, you know, what's going on with yourself, just looking at your demeanor, your attitude and how you take on a class makes me feel wanted as a teacher and inspired like i like that you're always there on time i like that you ask questions i like that you want to know more because really at the end of the day that's what we want is to help and i feel helpless when i can't help you know and i'm like oh what happened today but you you actually are always there mentally emotionally physically you're there so i can't even like even when you say i'm a kinesthetic learner i'm like oh we need a fidget spinner like both of us need a fidget spinner so we can concentrate i I have so many actually i know and i'm like i don't know what happened we had those like marvel ones and stuff like that you know because my husband's like here's for you you know i'm like okay Mm -hmm. i'm in a meeting fidgeting down here you can't see it but i'm paying attention you know but I'm, I'm super inspired. Thank you so much for your time today, Jess. And thank you so much for doing this with me, really. Yeah. No, I, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully inspired and I wish you well and lots of love and luck, you know, to, to keep you going. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at leveluppbydocleland at gmail.com. Docleland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.